部屋を明るくしてテレビから離れてみてくれよ Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Arg My Optics, a podcast where grown adults discuss, overanalyze, and generally take a toy and media franchise originally intended for kids a little too seriously, usually that of the Transformers. I am your compromised by a troublesome tertiary trouser mode host, Orion Gear, and with me is my locked in hyper mode after a large bowl of energon chips co host, Virtual Dave. Hello, Virtual Dave. Hello, hello. It's been a while. <laughs> it has, it has, yes.、Uh, we've had a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. But don't, I don't, don't expect anything amazing. <laughs> so, so, way we're back. We're back by popular it, demand. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? One person? Anyway, <laughs> way, way back in episode 16, we made a rod for our back by talking about Transformers Armada. Wow. Is that long ago? The first. In a trio of shows that will become known as the Unicorn Trilogy, thus dooming ourselves to talk about the subsequent two parts. <laughs> so, let's fulfill that contractual obligation, shall we, and talk about Transformers Energon. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, have you prepared a pre written introduction, Dave? Um. I don't know how to voice my opinions on so this. So, no, then. Without, no. Is the, the answer with, is no. With, without saying, I can't be objective like Orion Gear in this episode. Oh, I'm really? I'm trying my hardest to be, but I don't think I can. Rewatching this now. Okay. Just, just, All right. Well, just well, putting that disclaimer there. <laughs> you, you're incapable of being objective. All right. Well, I'll just、uh, explain to, to our listeners. Who may not know what Transformers Energon is. After a few difficult years, Transformers was back. The aforementioned Transformers Armada, with its kid friendly, blocky designs, simple transformations, gimmick laden play patterns, and gotta catch them all minicons, had reinvigorated、mm-hmm. the line with a much needed commercial hit. Off the back of that, in 2004, Hasbro and Takara continued their partnership. And launched its sequel, Transformers Energon. Minicons were out, mostly, and Omnicons, <laughs> Terracons,、uh, Energon chips, and we- Energon weapons were in.、Mm-hmm. Power linking was the gimmick du jour, as well as hyper and brute modes. And back by popular demand, that popular demand being raging internet fanboys, G1 homages! <laughs> began to cr- they began to crawl out of the woodwork, left, right, and centre. So, Dave, as you just said, you are incapable of being objective. This is because this was kind of your Transformers period, wasn't it? Much like Armada was to a certain extent. Yes.、Um, similarly with Armada, this was like my first、uh, footsteps in the franchise. And Energon was slightly different to Armada because I watched it all.、Mm-hmm. Give or take. Like, It, I definitely made 
after missing so much of Armada, I made the effort to to really catch every episode of this. And if it required me to set a videotape before I left for school, mm-hmm. all of that had, was done so I could catch every episode. Back then, obviously, they would show a series and sometimes they would repeat episodes before the new one would commence. So there was also another way of catching certain episodes or things that were shown out of sync. Um, but the be all end all of it, I, I did watch a lot of it and I did collect a lot of the toys when I was younger. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I myself, I was in my mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. I, I'd returned to Transformers a few years earlier with R.I.D. And as I mentioned in our, our podcast about Armada, I kind of, I largely ignored Armada. I thought it was too <laughs> kidsy. It didn't pique my interest. However, by this point, I was very much obsessed with Transformers. I was buying the Dreamwave comics and I was spending a lot of time on Transformers internet pages like uh, Cybertron.com and TFW 2005, etc. And uh, I just slowly got dragged, drawn into Energon. I wasn't really interested in it at first. Then people started saying, well, the Japanese version of the show is better than this than, than the US version. You should try that. I did. Mm-hmm. I quite liked it at the time. I started picking up some of the toys. I got kind of... I mean, I think the first figure I remember picking up was the Superlink version, the Japanese version of Scorponok, because I just thought he looked great, like because yeah. he was available in Forbidden Planet Sheffield. Mm-hmm. And I think I may have picked up a couple of Omnicons or Terracons in Toys R Us before that. I don't know, but... But but generally, I just started kind of getting drawn in, and eventually, through watching the TV show, I started pretty much picking up all the show characters, and got a little bit obsessed with Terracons. Uh, got <laughs> got 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 every single possible version of those. But yeah, the show I watched entirely in Japanese. So, fair warning: I will probably use the Japanese names for a lot of people. My recollection of the show is very much based on Superlink, not Energon. Mm. I've only watched maybe four episodes of Energon ever. And I'm not inclined to watch any more. I can't blame you for that. Because on re-watching this now, um, I can definitely see why people dislike the dub or Energon. And I would be amazed if it doesn't solely revolve around the voice acting of Kicker. Um, I, I mean, I think the voice acting is abysmal across the board. Oh yeah, don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not like the Transformers have amazing voice acting in this, but for me, when we were watching it, I was like, I must have buried the hatred I had for this character because I did remember disliking him as a kid, but. Not enough for me to stop watching it or not buying the toys or anything. Yeah. And seeking out his toy, which I never did find. Black Kicker is, um, wow. It's. He's less annoying in Superlink, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, it, it is widely regarded amongst Transformers fans as the worst Transformers TV show there has ever been. Oh. Uh... I can argue against it. 
this. <laughs> I can't I think mean, much obviously, worse. <laughs> obviously, there have been worse because there was the um, Combiner Wars, but <laughs> that wasn't really a TV show. That was on. That was on the internet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel. I think Energon probably does do worse than even that. It's well, so... I mean, I've not. I've not watched. No, hang on. I watched about five minutes of a Combiner Wars show and had to turn it off. Well, there were only five minutes. <laughs> There's not no time, no pacing, anything. I mean, at least this is done like a proper TV show. <laughs> so let's talk about the TV show to start, right? So can you sum up roughly what the plot of the TV show is? Um, well, I don't know what the difference is in Superlink and Energon in terms of the introduction, but... On Energon's side, it's meant to be 20 years later from Armada. Yeah, but, but clearly it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's 10 well, years later. Ha- it's meant to be 10 years, but that's how they... Only one version of the dub does that, and the other version doesn't. There's two versions of the dub of that first episode, and one, they say it's 20 years later, and then you go, well, how is that possible? Because <laughs> that would make, make, make the three kids kind of in their 30s or something. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it can't possibly be 20 years later. Okay, so there's been some time. Since it's 10 Armada. years, roughly 10 years. <laughs> and the Transformer War was done, finished. You know, the Autobots working with the humans on Earth and whatever Decepticons are left around, they've kind of reluctantly started working with the Autobots in different spots around there are many bases around the galaxy it seems um mm. and you know everything's everything's fine it seems to be the peaceful utopia that prime wanted um and then we get introduced to kicker the mm-hmm. i suppose the kid appeal character of the show i mean he's essentially what we've replaced hotshot with yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he's just as much of a dick. I would say he's worse, especially in those first few No, episodes. I don't I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. He's not worse. <laughs> so we find out that the humans are working with the Autobots to mine Energon in various places with the help of another new race of robots called the Omnicrons. Yeah. That are the only ones who can physically handle and mine raw energon as it were which is interesting because it kind of calls back to beast wars and how that was a thing on like energon was just in the planet yeah i mean yeah i suppose yeah but it's it's everywhere energon's everywhere pretty much yeah yeah and this it really expands it that it's just like the lifeblood of the universe and it can just Mm. if you dig anywhere you'll find some and they're using it to build different things and you know they want to solve the energy crisis of the Earth and all that. Um, and then, well, there's this mysterious entity out in space who is a Quintesson, who we don't know why to begin with, but before we find out why their reasons behind it, is they want to revive Unicron. In order to do that, they need a lot of Energon. Mm-hmm. So they revive some Terracons to go out and seek out Energon. And yep. then the battle ensues, and slowly but surely, different bad guys from the past return, 
some of them are reluctant to swap sides or figure out what's going on. Um, but the majority of them do quickly, as soon as they find out that a possibility of resurrecting Megatron is a possibility. They're all like, well, done with this guarding doors. I'm... Well, that or Megatron just brainwashes them. Uh, yeah, he does do that when he comes back. Regularly. He just, like... <laughs> just wanders around brainwashing everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then it, it quickly, it, it ramps up pretty fast. I, I forgot that they do leave Earth like in those first few episodes and they quickly go out into space and it becomes more of a a quest of finding out who's trying to revive Unicron and putting a stop to it. Um, yeah. And it gets bigger and more space battles and uh, then they go to Cybertron and they're there for a long time. <laughs> um, well, they're not really. Some people are, but not everyone is. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sprinkled across and they have this way of transporting, like they have their space bridge and then they, some of them just go in actual ships and stuff. Yeah. It's all, it all culminates to them reviving Unicron. And it does happen a couple of times. Uh, in episode 40. Yes, yeah. It takes Or oh, something along those lines. It's, it's really late. <laughs> it takes forever. I mean, oh, I, I, I mean, to... you... Oh, go on. Uh, I forgot to mention the reason why Kicker is so important is because his, his ability to sense and seek out Energon which kind of was given to him by Primus. Mm. Which was kind of interesting. Yeah, thanks, Primus. Ruined his life, didn't he, basically? Well, yeah. I mean, his, his father kind of just sent him off on wild missions while he was a child in space. Sorry, Kiki, you're <laughs> fucked now because um, I've given you, I made you into an Energon divining rod and now your dad's <laughs> going to exploit you for the rest of your life. Basically, yeah. No wonder he turned out angry. Yeah, this is what I've noted down about the story of Energon. Transformers Energon is the story of the Earth and Autobots hoarding and monopolising the galaxy's Energon supplies uh, through the <laughs> use of slave labour in the form of Omnicons. The egomaniacal Dr. Brian Jones emotionally abuses his son and uses him as a sort of Energon divining rod to find and control more Energon. His co-conspirator the endlessly self-righteous, supremely negligent, and preposterously entitled Optimus Prime. <laughs> and he provides the muscle to beat back anyone who might want to liberate Energon for their own uses. And then from there, we go into... Because uh, it, it ramps up quite quickly. I mean, I know one thing you said on the Energon... Sorry, on our um, Armada show, was that you thought that Energon was twice as long as Armada. Mm. And it's not. It's got exactly the same number of episodes. In fact, it's got one less. It's 51 episodes long if you're watching it in the US. It's 52 if you're watching it in Japan, which we'll get on to. But I'm not surprised you thought it was longer because it goes on. It just seems to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> like, it does. Like it, 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 <laughs> unlike Armada, which took like 30 episodes to get going... Which was mm. boring, but at least it got going. Energon gets going very quickly and then just stays there. <laughs> just stays on that one level. It ends three times. Yes, I said that. It was just. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's essentially three 
bits where it seems like the, the, the show's over and then it's not. Well, I've been watching Superlink and I haven't finished it, but I'd got to the second ending and I was like, oh, <laughs> right, well, that's enough. I'll read, I'll just read the synopsises on um, TF Wiki for the <laughs> remainder of it. But um, yeah, it gets going a lot faster and it kind of settles into, once it gets going, it settles into this kind of the Destrons and the Terracons attacking Autobot cities and stealing Energon to revive Unicron and or Megatron or whatever. Mm. And then once Megatron is revived, it's all about getting um, getting Energon to reawaken Unicron as a weapon. At least it is for Megatron or Galvatron, as he's known in the entire of Superlink, because why would you change your name back to Megatron? That's mad. <laughs> so Galvatron wants to revive Unicron as a weapon, but Alpha Q wants to revive Unicron to re to bring his planet back, to bring his his um because he, he was a he lived on a planet that got eaten by Unicron many moons ago. Yeah, we find out this humble origin very late in the show to find out why he was doing what he was doing. I feel like if he had came with that earlier on some people might, I mean, well, Rodimus did. Um. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, but I know, but I mean, that's because they, no one, he doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't get to talk to anyone until <laughs> a lot later, because no one can get to him. Because, oh, and go on. in the in the Superlink, is he the narrator as well? Mm, there, the, There's a narrator? For Energon, Alpha Q is the narrator. Like, he talks throughout episodes, even when he's not there, about what's going on. A little bit, sometimes, yes. Yeah, he does. Especially after he, spoilers, dies, mm. he still is talking from yeah. beyond the grave. Yeah, happens as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he does do a bit of that, yes. Okay. So the what happens is Alpha Q decides he needs some muscle to go gather this energy on because the Autobots are not giving it away freely. Uh, so he gets, <laughs> he revives um, Megazarak, who... Well, we learn something interesting about him later, but you don't because you don't you don't get that episode. Oh, I don't think so. I think that's the one. And so, yeah, he, he revised Megazarak. He revised Megatron very stupidly, in my opinion. I mean, why? You know, Megatron's not going to help you. But does he does he actually try to revive Megatron? Because in the dub, it feels like Megatron revived himself, like he was stealing the Energon from them. Sort of, but he wants. To, at one point, he does want to revive Megatron. He doesn't necessarily all the time want to do that, but it does happen. Yeah, I thought he was just using it as like to dangle the carrot to get the Decepticons to join along. I think like, he, I think he was it. to a certain. I think to a certain extent he was, but he was also <laughs> sort of also sort of doing it. Okay. <laughs> so then, Megatron comes back online, and obviously he rebels against Alpha Q. And to, in order to get away, Alpha Q takes Unicron's head. <laughs> and then for 30 or so episodes, it's all about both Alpha Q and Megatron trying to gather Energon for their own different reasons. Mm. And about um, Megatron or Galvatron trying to get back the head of Unicron. <laughs> uh, which ga- which takes forever as well, and even when he does, it's not that big a deal. 
it's over fairly quickly. And then we move mm-hmm. on to the next bit where, you know, after 40 episodes, we introduce the combiners. <laughs> you know, we've not had them for the entire show, but we introduce the combiners. Yep. But yeah, um, and and uh, yeah, and there's a big fight. There's lots of big fights. Uh, big people becoming massive giants, having big fights in clouds and shit. <laughs> and then it ends. Um, but like, um, so we should probably mention what like the main, the main factors of the show are. So yeah, you've got that set up. The gimmicks of the line. Yeah, the gimmicks of the line are quite... Are, there are more than just one. It's not like the previous one where it was just minicons. You've got combination. The Autobots can combine, uh, become each other's mm-hmm. trousers and shirts. <laughs> Prime himself can combine with other things into bigger things. The Omnicons and the Terracons can handle raw energon and turn them into energon stars, which power people up. And the Energon weapons, although they only use those for a while, then they forget about them. Yes. They pretty much stop using them around about episode 20 or something. It's not a pro- it's, it's, it's just not something they do anymore. They still use the stars, mm. but they don't use the weapons for some reason. And um, the Decepticons have hyper modes, which is basically their guns pop out. Mm-hmm. And those are the gimmicks. Oh, and the other one. What's the other one? What, uh, we... I forgot what you called, you said it earlier. Um, brute modes. Oh, brute modes and uh, yeah, yeah. Brute modes is just kind of for some reason. <laughs> some of the Autobots have like a trailer or a thing they carry around that combines with them mm-hmm. to make them bigger. Just because. <laughs> yeah, they just do. They just do. <laughs> and annoyingly, superlinking or um, whatever they call it in. Energon. Power links! Power linking, right? That involves a bit of a bit of footage which is goes on and on forever and sometimes multiple people do it at the same time so you get like over a minute of people just spinning around combining. Mm-hmm. They often combine for no reason. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give them any special powers. Yes. It's pointless. They just go, oh, hot rod, combine with me. Why? I don't know. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> All right. Then they do it. Then nothing happens. Then they uncombine again. It's just but every show it happens like four or five times. Grand Convoy turns into Super Convoy every episode for no reason. But we have to watch him do it. But yeah, because essentially this he is... has a tra- he has a trailer with a bunch of um, uh, Thunderbirds vehicles in that he combines with. <laughs> And then looks like a Megazord. They called the Prime Force in Energon. I think they're called something similar <laughs> in um, Superlink. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I could tell you. Um, Grand Force. They're called Grand Force in um, oh, Superlink. You yeah, you you sent me you sent me um, some videos of it. Like when you were getting through the episodes of you, it's like it's happening again. What? <laughs> sitting here waiting for the episode to continue <laughs> well I said yeah I said that you sent you that one where they literally they all combine like there's about four or five combination sequences in a row like it's not even a gap and it takes up about a minute and a half there's one episode where they 
Oh, it must be like in the 40s or something. They're on, they're on Cybertron. They're all coming through the space bridge mm. in their vehicle modes. And they all, all of them transform. And it's just everyone secrets one off to the other. Yeah. I think it's probably like one of the longest ones. Yeah, it's mad. And they, I mean, and there's no reason for them to combine. There's no reason for them to transform. They fly everywhere in both modes. Let's see, there's no reason for their alt modes at all. And uh, yeah, they just kind of float around in space. They walk around on the, on the outside of spaceships like like nothing's happening. <laughs> Even Kicker does. Mm-hmm. They stand on the outside of the Miranda 2 all the fucking time. <laughs> and it, when it's travelling at speed. Yep. And there's no, that's no, there's no problem here. No problem, because the laws of physics do not apply in Transformers. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, because rewatching, I thought maybe when they power link, they gain the ability to fly for some reason. Because that time happens at the start. But then, yes, slowly but surely, all of the maybe like the reasons you could possibly think why they power link kind of goes out the window mm. as like, yeah, oh, we're fighting like a thousand Terracons. We need some more power. But I'm going to combine with you so I can still shoot from my same one gun. Yeah, that I had when I was. It doesn't make any sense, you know. Yeah, they'll often say things to each other like, "I'll be your wings," and they'll combine, <laughs> and and it's like, but you're flying anyway. You're both flying anyway. <laughs> so I guess we should but talk about. To... Go on. I was going to say, but I but I love it. Like I can't. Really. I think this is this is the thing. This is the thing that I think a lot of modern Transformers shows are missing. No, what nonsense. Maybe a little bit of nonsense. Maybe just this hyper Japanese. We take a few seconds to do a transformation sequence. I loved it. And rewatching it, I loved it even more. <laughs> you, you're you're insane. <laughs> it is. I just some I can't of the be objective here. I've ever seen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. The show around it is not. It doesn't hold it's up. It's really all, but bad. The transformation bits. I love that. Like I don't. I'd rather watch an edited version with it with them all taken out. <laughs> because they just take up so much time and we've seen them before oh yeah no no yeah you, it doesn't matter how many times you see it it's just it's that type of like visceral I wouldn't mind if they did it like the first few times they did that sequence uh, I'd mm. be fine if like the first few times that they do it or when Optimus discovers a new way of power linking with somebody mm. they do that that's fine if it, don't do it every fucking time. <laughs> don't do it three or four times every episode, and sometimes more than that. Like it, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's tedious. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets on my nerves. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, how about we talk talk about the animation then? Um, what do you think of the animation? Uh, I was really trying to find this interview that I saw when I was a kid, but I, I couldn't. But I remember walking to Hamley's and they had the big display for Transformers Energy on when it was, you know, the new hot thing. Mm. And there was like this TV there that was talking about Energon, like a behind the scenes thing. And they were talking about the animation, about how like good it looked, how amazing the shell shading was. Like it was like top tier at the time. And even then I was like, this looks terrible mm. in comparison to Armada. And even Armada wasn't great at times. Mm. Yeah. But this new 
floaty 3D animation. Mm-mm. I don't like it. <laughs> now, the animation is cell-shaded CGI kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but only for the robots and a few other things. Like, the rest is hand-drawn, but the robots, mm-hmm. the characters that are required to emote <laughs> are animated in stiff CGI, which is incapable of emoting. Yes. Um, it's not even... It's not, Well, I mean, the, the emoting is a big part of it, but I feel like a lot of it gets lost in just their general moving. Mm. You know, just the way they walk into a room or you get the feeling of them landing somewhere or attacks yeah. being hit on them. Like, there's a lot of it that feels really floaty. Yes. And it's weird that, like, when people look back and talk about Beast Wars animation and the common thing people say, it looks like a a PlayStation 2 video game or something like that. I'm like, Beast Wars looks immaculate in comparison to the way they animate. Not just the way it looks, just the way they move. And yeah. this feels like a game. Like, it really feels like you're watching a cutscene from a really old console. And I feel like that's not one of the larger criticisms of the show, which I feel like it should be. I don't know. I think it might be quite a large criticism of the show. But I mean, <laughs> there's lots of reasons that it's not good. And oh, yeah. one of yeah, them yeah. is the, the CGI is bad. Like, yeah, Beast Wars, which came years before it, is better. Mm-hmm. This looks cheap and pointless because when it is hand-drawn, it can be really, really good. Oh, it's so good when they do do it. And it's like, mm. it's almost like the bits in Armada that were really good hand-drawn. Mm. Weird transformations or shots of a character that's just come in that looks so mm. crisp and they're so detailed when they do it here. Yeah. Luckily, it's in, It's most of the times it's in like emotion scenes or scenes where someone's getting cut down the middle yeah. or someone's because exploding. You can't, because the, cause the CGI can't do it. No, 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 it's... So they have to (laughs) revert back to um, hand-drawn, which just makes you wonder why they did it that way anyway. Like, why why go to all that trouble and all that expense? Because I imagine it was expensive at the time to do it in CG. Whether it's cheaper than hand-drawn, I don't know, but, like... Generally it is, but... These are your main characters. These are the things that people are tuning in to see. They want to see Transformers. And okay, yes, I can understand why you might think, well, they'd look great in CGI because they're trans- the robots. But they have no facial expressions and they move around, like you say, like they're, like, like they're really light. And yet they're going... Every time they walk. But their legs are flipping up and down like a puppet. They don't look like they're even touching the ground sometimes. Mm. I mean, it doesn't look quite so bad um, when they're in alt mode, because at least they're not meant to be, you know, humanoid things. But it's still not good. And whenever they switch to hand-drawn, it always looks better. Always. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, occasionally it's absolutely great. But (laughs) that's only like... Maybe 15% of the time you get that. The rest of the time it's this CGI bullshit. It's also the um, 
what do you, what do you call it? The VFX, like the lasers and the explosions, I almost felt were very of the same type, of bit wonky. Yeah, bit. There, there's some hand-drawn <laughs> stuff. There's some hand-drawn yeah. explosions now and again, but then there's also some really bad CGI explosions <laughs> and stuff as well. Yeah, it's really mix and match, and it it feels really incongruous. Like when they switch between the two, you're like, people look almost completely different, you know? Like it, it, <laughs> it's it's kind of mad. Like the episode with um with Inferno, where he gets basically um uh kind of tortured. Mm. You you wouldn't know that was Inferno unless you had <laughs> what you know what I mean like if if you just if someone just showed you the clips of those bits you'd be like who's that yeah because it's like close ups of his face and so on and Megatron there's quite a few bits with Megatron where he's where he's animated and hand drawn and the the proportions are different I mean they look great but they don't look like the show like the like the, yeah. the CGI model. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has a bigger, is a bigger juttier chin, and you know, like it's all kind of. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, like, but I like that animation style, but it doesn't match with the CGI. Yeah, I think it it it's one of those things where it feels like it was added in much later. What the uh, added the in hand drawn or the the hand drawn? Like I feel mm. like it was because it's so good. It feels like it was done with a purpose. Maybe they had to fill in things or thought, well, we can't, we can't really tell he's being tortured in this scene. We need to mm-hmm. change some angles here and change how it's done, you know, but. And a bit like Armada, Energon hasn't got quite as much. Some, some of Energon has unfinished animation in it, whereas the mm. Japanese one is finished. Uh, there's an episode, I think it's called Battle for the Asteroid Belt, mm. where Galvatron has like a base ship. You know they have those ships that look a bit like Unicron for a while. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So he has one of them, but the version of the show that Energon got, it's not there. Right. It's invisible. So all of the Autobots are staring at nothing and pretend that Galvatron's Galvatron's base is one of the asteroids nearby. Because there's meant oh, to be right. a bloody great big ship in front of them. But it's not there. Yeah, because it does kind of get brought up. It's like some sort of like this blue aura around the ship sometimes, and I feel like they use that because they didn't have the ship. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. not as bad as Armada. There's lots of it in Armada. <laughs> There's not so much in Energon. Weirdly, despite the fact that the dub is worse, <laughs> the the people the, the the team dubbing it did actually have finished episodes to work with, rather than. Oh, okay. Half-finished episodes. Which brings us on to the dub, mm. really. <laughs> so the voice acting. Yeah. You've got Gary Chalk, you've got David Kay reprising their roles of um, Optimus Prime, Megatron, and they're fine. Mm-hmm. But then everybody else is really quite... They're quite bland, and they all kind of sound roughly the same. And... They deliver their lines like they're talking to nobody because they're not. Mm. They'll say there's loads of extra dialogue that isn't in the Japanese one that just is just there to make it more confusing. Yeah, I could imagine that's that's added in because there is a lot of like off-screen talking mm. in Energon, and 
strong voices coming out of the wrong character type of stuff. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's, I mean, it is good that they, I must say, it is good that they got a lot of the voice actors to return from Armada because it really kind of cements the connection between the two hearing Cyclonus come back and Demolisher and all right, the kids, even Alexis and Roe and Brad and all that, their voice actors are in. Is deck. Hot Rod the same voice actor? Hot Shot, sorry. I don't know. It doesn't because he doesn't. He doesn't. Go on. Doesn't sound like him, but it could be. Maybe. Hot Shot is indeed played by the same voice actor. Brent Miller played the character in both Armada and Energon, but strangely, Kirby Moreau, the guy who plays Rad in both Armada and Energon, plays Hotshot in Transformers Cybertron. We have no idea why. Maybe we'll have found out by the time we get round to doing an episode focusing on Cybertron. He's had a complete character transplant. I mean, I kind of, I kind of just always assumed that he just grew up, because he just kind of get a lot of responsibility towards the end of Armada. So, which he doesn't have any of in this. No, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's just a grunt. He's just a guy again. He's just a grunt. But he feels like he's almost like a kind of not a young teen type character, like Iron Eyed is. Like he's a very much experienced bot, more than he he was in Armada. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a it's a really sloppy, really bad, really badly done dub. They mistranslate things from the original Japanese so that it so that it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Regular po- uh, regular points. I've been reading some of like occasionally. I've been looking on TF Wiki and looking what the differences are. And there's there's bits where it's like, why did you do that? Because it made more sense in the original Japanese, but you've <laughs> gone and you've gone and fucked it up. Yeah, it's rushed and bad. And it just makes it makes it mean even less sense because the Japanese voice acting. I mean, it's that standard Japanese voice acting, but it's fairly good. Mm. I mean, does Snowcat or oh, what's he called in Superlink? All the guys when they get upgraded, they don't change their names as much in Japanese version. Oh, uh, let's find out. He's called um, oh Sandstorm. So yeah, Sandstorm, (laughs) when Sandstorm gets turned into Snowstorm, Ah. he starts yodeling. Yes. Does that happen in the... Yes. It does. He does. All right. Okay. Okay. Why? Because I guess people who live in the snow yodel? Yeah, because you've got... (laughs) So in the English version, it's um, Demolisher becomes... What? Demolisher. Demolisher stays Demolisher. He stays Demolisher. <sighs> right. <laughs> Whereas in the Japanese version, he's Ironhide, and then he's Iron Tread. Okay. And uh, Shockwave, Tidal Wave, mm-hmm. he becomes Mirage in the US show, mm-hmm. but he becomes Shock Fleet in the Japanese. And they're the, they're the kind of stupid subordinate idiots aren't they oh well like i mean the star scream name change no he's the other guy who comes he's out. called night scream but he's okay. called night scream the entire time but he yeah. it, the weird thing is they bring him back and he's nothing like the character from armada no he's well they kind of bring him back as like a ghost sort of ghost and then he 
doesn't have the memories of what he was before. And I don't think he ever well, really gets his memory back. I think he has them for about five minutes. I think he has them for about five minutes. Then Megatron wipes his mind. And then yes. he's just uh, obedient. Yeah. And he does that to everybody. He does that <laughs> to Demolisher. He does it, he do, he does it to um, Megazarak, um, Scorponok. Mm-hmm. He wipes everyone's minds so that they're on his side. And he tries to do it to Inferno, which we'll get on to later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that a lot. <laughs> anyway, the, yeah, the voice acting in, J- in the Japanese one's fine. And I think Kicker's less annoying. He's not yelling as much. Oh, I think God, that's the problem with Kicker. Yelling. He shouts a lot in, um, in Energon. It was so... Like, I know the... I recognise the voice actor. Like, he's in a lot of good things. Mm. So it must be the direction he was given to be that way. But I just don't understand why. Like, why so much? He's very loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Conversations that don't need it. <laughs> I suppose that's what people like or are meant to like. It's like... Well it's, well, it's exactly the same as Hotshot. But you liked Hotshot. But I thought he was loud, obnoxious and a massive prick. Yeah, but I felt like even with Hotshot, it was like there was a reason for it. There was context. He was told to do something he didn't want to do or something. Kickers are shouting at everybody and kicking everything. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but Kick, Kicker has been emotionally, he, he's he's suffering from PTSD from what his dad did to him. Yeah. The, the, poor, the poor kid is a wreck. <laughs> I mean, his suppose... <laughs> awful father... His awful megalomaniac nutter of a father is constantly <laughs> laughing at everything. Is it just treats him like a tool? He's a horrible piece of work. I get real kind of um, Gendo Akari kind of vibe off of him. Do you know I what mean, I mean? I I, I don't. But from uh, Neon Genesis <laughs> Evangelion. Oh right, yes, yeah. Uh, Gendo Ikari is a terrible father to um, to uh, Sinji. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely comparisons between those two. <laughs> I get that vibe. I mean, does he? He does give him a cool suit, you know. Oh, that's another. That's that's another thing. Uh, Doctor Doctor Brian Jones constantly creates things, he, and he just pulls them out of his ass. It's like I've got a spaceship oh, like now, whole cities. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I built a city in five minutes. They'll <laughs> send that over. It take it, t- it takes them ages to build like the first couple of. Of Energon Towers, but by episode 40 or something, he's sending thousands of them through mm-hmm. the space All bridge. over Cybertron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's, that's the show, isn't it? I mean, it, it's, it, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense. It's really strange how insignificant the Minicons are now. Like, they're very, I think... But they're not part of it. They're just, they're just the two teams. It's the, the new look of Perceptor's bots from the first show they've got like redesigns but it's still meant to be them sometimes you see them i mean kicker sometimes yeah sometimes kicker rides around on them he rides around on them like in the first few episodes before they go into space and then mm. the star saber joins along and he has and that, that replaces it that replaces yeah because he uses it like a surfboard <laughs> yeah and a weapon and anything and, yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, the, they, the Minicons are kind of gone. And, you know, uh, Mega Supreme has a Minicon as a head, which hangs out in his shoulder when he's uh, when he yep. combines with, with Otter's Prime for some reason. It, it kind of, you watch the, the animation, it, it disappears into like a, a ball of light. And then mm-hmm. when it finishes, the ball of light goes into the shoulder. 
So that's where he is. He's just could, sat in there watching. That's what you could do with the toy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's no, the Minicons are kind of redundant now. The Omnicons, are, the Omnicons and the Terracons have replaced them. Yeah. <laughs> Their job is just basically to mine Energon, to gather Energon, and, and power the bigger guys up with Energon stars. Mm-hmm. Although, after a while, it's just standard that everyone's got an Energon star. So it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, they kind of made a big deal about it to begin with, and then it slowly just... Yeah. Because they could do other things. They didn't just spawn weapons. Sometimes they would just create Energon shields for them and give them mm. little energy boosts to punch or whatever, but then it's just, nope. But then there's the conceit that, that the good Energon can't be penetrated by the bad Energon, because that's why they have those Energon grids, which they create to, uh, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. cover <laughs> planets and stuff. And So we have all that, and we have... A whole kind of story going on, and then we get to what we think is the ending. A rift opens up in space, and then everyone goes through it, and we just do it all again now. We've got new planets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The head of Unicron has become a sun, Mm -hmm. and Alpha Q is creating loads of planets that are exactly the same as (laughs) like like Earth. Basically, you've got you've got all these cities on Earth, like Desert City. Ocean City, um, whatever city, you know, of mm-hmm. Jungle City. And then yeah, they yeah. get there, and instead you have Jungle Planet, Ocean Planet. <laughs> it's the same. And then we do that again. Just... And then finally, Unicron finally gets put together and starts to become a threat. But, oh, look, 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 look what Dr. Dr. Brian Jones has pulled out of his ass. Omega Supreme. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> you can combine with him, Prime, and then you can fight. Unicron, it's uh, it's it, yeah, it just just goes on and on and on, and then when they finally defeat Unicron, Unicron isn't completely defeated. He turns into a kind of glowing ball, and then mm-hmm. we discover the combiners really late in the game, mm-hmm. and we have more fighting, and then more getting massive, and more fighting again, and then it ends again. But they 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 find the uh, the super duper Energon. Yeah, super Energon. Yeah, which just changes people's colours. Yep. Uh, upgrades people. I mean, yeah, there, there is, yeah, Primus decides to send his power to help everybody. And that changes people's colours. So, new toys. Yeah. But yep. that happens really late. I mean, I've been watching the show and I'm like, I was honestly thinking, when do they all change colour and when do the combiners <laughs> turn up? Because I'm 35 episodes in and it hasn't happened yet. That's, this is it. This is why I always say it feels so much longer. <laughs> Yeah, it really. I was surprised. I was surprised because you were ahead of me rewatching it, and you were showing me bits. I was like, "Why is Hotshot still Hotshot colors?" I swear he's he's changed from his silver and orange at this point. But no, yeah, you were. <laughs> to be fair though, all the redecos are bad. Yes, none of them look good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> completely agree. Apart from maybe Starscream. Starscream gets a kind of more G one like redeco. Yeah, but... And Megatron turns into, well, Megatron, who is always called Galvatron in the Japanese show, <laughs> turns purple. Yes. Then he decides it's called Galvatron again. Imagine just changing your name because, because of the colour you are, like, consistently. It's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't currently be called Galvatron because I'm grey at the moment. Uh, I need to turn purple <laughs> to be Galvatron. That's how it worked in the last show, and that's how it's going to work in this show. I mean, even the corpse that was in Unicron was, Galva- was Galvatron's body. 
Yeah. But yeah, they kept calling him Megatron. <laughs> well, yeah, but not in not in a, not in Superlink. It is it is quite uh, a messy show. I mean, is there anything in particular you want to talk about with the show that we haven't covered? Uh, I mean, I thought the the beginning bit was quite interesting in terms of like the lore mm. of the show, like because a lot of the shows you don't really. I mean, it does happen sometimes, but I mean, like the war is over. So mm-hmm. what do we do now? Type of thing, and that kind of stuff yeah. was kind of interesting, and how they kind of got along with the Decepticons, and how basically they just put most of them on guard duty. You didn't really like. There's a bit. I think it's either episode two or episode three where um, Cyclone and Sentai the wave go missing after the attacks, mm-hmm. yeah, and like Demolisher's like, "Well, what happened to them? Well, are you guys going to look for them?" And they're like, mm. "Oh, we didn't even get a chance. We kind of forgot." Um, maybe next time. And uh, and he was like, "Oh, you would look for them if they were Autobots, though." And like, well, yeah, but <laughs> well, there's this thing. Demolisher has quite an interesting story for a while because yeah. he's the one who doesn't switch sides at first. Mm-hmm. He stays on the side of the good guys for quite some time, and this happens quite a few times. Characters get some kind of development and they look like they're going somewhere and then either Megatron wipes their mind or they die or something and it's all gone. That's all disposed of. Ironhide or yeah. or Demolisher becomes an idiot um, after he gets transformed into the, his new version, uh, Iron Tread yep. or, or Demolisher Part 2. Or whatever. Just keeps beating his chest for some reason. Yeah, yeah. he acts like a monkey. I don't know what's going <laughs> yeah. on. Why? Yeah, well, it's, well, it's exactly, but it's, it's why does, why does Snowcat yodel? And Mirage does ballerina dances. <laughs> yeah. And he, the, the, you know, he gets pulled along on the back of Shockfleet. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is odd. But yeah, there's lots of, yeah, the setup is quite good, but then it sets it up, mm. then it, but then it all just gets, yeah, like I said, it just goes into this long, never-ending... I mean, Megatron spends 90% of the show sat down. <laughs> yes. On a throne. Once he gets his his throne of tentacles, he's like, yep, this is me. Yeah. I like it here. He's just sat down, he's just sat down on inside Unicron and everyone else does stuff but he just kind of like orders them about but he doesn't do anything you've got loads you've got some really good character development with Scorponok until you don't anymore Mm -hmm. for a while you think he might fight back against his programming but he doesn't because he gets reprogrammed originally he's working for Alpha Q and even when he becomes a Decepticon he's working for Alpha Q but then Megatron just goes oh that first dose of mind wiping didn't work so i'm gonna do it again <laughs> and now you're just one of my goons and the, and you have mm-hmm. ironhide trying to convince him to to switch back like what happened with inferno which we should talk about in a second but it never mm-hmm. happens so yeah the inferno episode i like i do think that's good mm-hmm. so there's there's a, there's a storyline with wing dagger who becomes wing saver i like that as well because he's guard, he's a guard on Cybertron. We haven't heard anything about Cybertron for ages, but all of a sudden there's a Decepticon revolt on Cybertron. <laughs> we don't know why, how that happened, but Laser Wave or Shock Blast, mm-hmm. he is chained up 
because that just seems to be what people do with laser wave and he um <laughs> he gets free and he kind of helps he helps galvatron but he also wants to take over he's a bit of a he's a bit two-faced isn't he it's a bit crazy <laughs> yeah he is crazy he's not he's very ineffectual but he does try to take over anyway wing saber's friend padlock wing dagger wing dagger's friend mm-hmm. padlock gets murdered and he's very mm-hmm. sad and it's the very it's the first moment in the entire show where there's any emotion about anything mm-hmm. and it's about someone you've just met <laughs> it's one of these like i don't know what what would you call them the the red shirts of the yeah. series these these background robots who all kind of have the same mm. bodies but different colors yeah. and finally they can talk and actually have a plot point and they're only there some of the time like yes just on a slight tangent after what Shockblast does, he like liberates an entire army of um, of Decepticons, and they fly up to they go up to um, Unicron. They go into Unicron in exactly the same way. It looks exactly like they're going into the Death Star, and they land and they all get out. And there's all these Decepticons. We never see them again. <laughs> yep. Does Unicron eat them? I don't know. They just disappear. Because from then onwards, it's still Megatron and his five or six cronies. You never see any of those mm. Decepticons ever again. But like I was saying, we've got the thing with Wing, Wing Dagger where, um, again, Dr. Brian Jones just goes, oh, we just created a new body for Wing Dagger called Wing Saber. Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, we'll do that. And Wing <laughs> Saber has to work out his issues with Laser Wave, uh, which results in him chaining, up, chaining him up again. Because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. And then they go, all right, for no discernible reason at all, all the Autobots leave him there and they post Inferno, just Inferno, on his own to guard him. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, the Decepticons come to get Shock Blast and they threaten to reformat him. Megatron Mm -hmm. threatens to reformat him because he's been a bit bit of an arsehole. But Shock Blast goes, no, 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 no. How about I prove to you that I'm loyal by capturing you an Autobot? And he goes, oh, that would be interesting. Why don't you do that? So Galvatron agrees. However, he instantly gets Starscream to do it instead. So <laughs> Shot Blast does nothing. And then Galvatron uh, begins reformatting Inferno into a Decepticon. The goodies turn up too late, really. And uh, it's already in him. He fights his Decepticon programming admirably for like the next three episodes or so. And then he uses the fact that he's turning into a Decepticon to lure Galvatron and the Decepticons away while the um, Autobots build the Energon grid. Mm -hmm. And then he throws himself into the sun and dies. And everyone is very sad for five minutes until he comes back. I mean, it's a while before he comes back, but yeah. It's like four episodes. It's not not really a while. Honestly. He's like, guys, I'm back and I've got a new name. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, has, he hasn't got a new name in Superlink. He's still called Inferno. Oh, is he? He's called, I think it's Roadbuster or something in uh, mm. Energon. Roadblock? That might be it. It's Road something. something. Like yeah. yeah. I think uh, in the toy line, I think, in the, in the show he's just called Inferno. In the toy line, I think they call him Inferno, Vault, Vault Inferno or Inferno Vault or something <laughs> like that. He's got a slightly different toy. A bit like when Galvatron turns purple, he's called Galvatron General. And... Um, <laughs> Night Scream's called Reverse Night Scream or Night Scream Reverse or something when he changes colour. But he's still the same character. 
But yeah, then I you mean, have. I, go on. I, I, say, I, I um, I thought that was it was it's it's interesting because we we've spoken about it before. Like, what is a Decepticon? And this really just puts muddies the water more. Like, is it a choice? Well, in this, no. <laughs> Well, it is and isn't. If you don't yeah. toe the line, if you don't toe the line, Megatron will will brainwash you <laughs> into a Decepticon. You you either be bad or he makes you bad. <laughs> it does feel like it does feel like the others doing it out of fear. Um, yes. So yeah. So I, I like that Inferno yeah. episode, but in that this is it, right? And now there's one episode after that episode, I think it is, that you don't get that never got dubbed. Which is called Return Our Megazarak. It's the thirty-third episode in Transformers Superlink. Mm-hmm. It never got dubbed. It wasn't in Energon. They just missed it, and no one knows why. <laughs> they just didn't do it. But it's got some important mm. plot points in it. So the plot is that in the previous episode, Inferno threw himself into Alpha Q's Energon son in to avoid turning into a Decepticon. Mm-hmm. During which time, Alpha Q calls out to Megazarak who has been brainwashed by Galvatron, but Alpha Q believes that he can get, he can bring him back. Mm. Then they take Inferno's disembodied body spark back to Cybertron for him to be reborn. You don't get this in Energon. You don't know. He just turns up later. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's very sad, even though everyone knows he's coming back. <laughs> Alpha Q, uh, thinking he's broken through to Megazarak, is sad that the new Energon grid that they built is going to prevent Mag- Megazarak from coming back because he can't come through the, the, the Energon grid. Mm. Meanwhile, not giving a shit about this, because he's a, he's a full-on baddie, Megazarak goes to a really dark room and tells Galvatron that he's discovered that the Energon sign is actually Unicron's head. Again, great, important plot point that you don't get in Energon. <laughs> mm. But Galvatron decides that because there's a huge Energon grid surrounding the sun which he, which he, know, he now knows is Unicron's head, and he wants Unicron's head, but he can't get through that grid, that he's going to go and attack some other planets that are outside the grid to get enough Energon to break through the grid with Unicron's body. Then there's a flashback where Alpha Q explains... This, this is him talking to um, Kicker through his mind link. They have a weird mind link for some reason. Yeah, no, one yeah. said, no, we don't know why, but they do. <laughs> So um, he explains that Megazarak was created using the wandering spark of a Destron warrior and that he used him to create like a, a, a copy of the Megazarak who he knew from his home planet. And for some reason, this is supposed to convince Kicker that Megazarak's loyal, which is a weird way of trying to explain, trying to convince him of that. But he's, try- he's basically saying he wants him to drop the grid so that, he can- so that Megazarak can come back. Mm. They don't. Instead, what Alpha Q does is he starts developing a planet that's outside the grid using his powers into a replica of Planet Q, where Megazarak and Alpha Quintesson are from, or at least the being that Megazarak is a copy of. Mm. So Megazarak goes there to mine Energon. The rest of the Decepticons hang out in space arguing because they're, they're not good at collecting energy on anyway, so they're leaving him to it. And him and his Terracons are down on the planet. And Alpha Q uses like a spot of light to lead Megazarak to a replica of Alpha Q's palace, mm. hoping to jog his memory. But uh, Megazarak does not care. And he just destroys it. 
<laughs> and then the Autobots turn up to stop the Decepticons taking energy on. Galvatron turns up. Everyone fights. Cue all the combination animations. Mm-hmm. Then Robuster has a one-on-one fight with Scorponok where he tries to break through to him, help him break his Decepticon programming, calling him out for giving for giving into it where Inferno didn't. Mm-hmm. Scorponok doesn't care. He's not interested. He's con- he's like, no, Galvatron's my boss. Hearing that, Megazarak attacks him with a beam of beam of light, which doesn't achieve anything, but um, <laughs> because he's been neglecting his job of gathering Energon. The Terracons flee and then the Decepticons withdraw and then they stand around in the dark while Galvatron chastises Megazarek for not doing what he's told. Then Prime orders everybody to protect the planet until the Energon grid can be expanded to cover that planet and Roblox vows to defeat Scorponok once and for all. <laughs> so there you go. That's the episode that was not in Energon. What do you think of that? Of all the episodes for them to miss out, it does seem like quite a crucial one. Hmm. Because, yeah, it it develops things like um, the relationship between um, Roadbuster, Ironhide, and um, Megazarak, Scorponok. And, it yeah, it also covers the fact that they finally know where Unicron's head is, mm-hmm. which must just be assumed from the next episode, you know? But, oh, yeah, we know that now. How do you know that? <laughs> So, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? That they, And apparently there's no one can tell anybody why they didn't dub that episode, but they didn't. Yeah. So that's why the Japanese show is an extra episode longer. Strange. It's, very, it's, not, it's a pretty good episode as well. It's quite, you know, it's one of the better ones, to be honest. Especially that whole thing about you seeing um, Inferno, like he's definitely coming back because, mm. yeah, watching it, with that not there, you kind of think, oh, well, he's not coming back. And then he does. In a way, I suppose <laughs> it gives it, it's more of a surprise when he turns up. So maybe it's sort of better. But yeah, they basically go, oh, we we managed to rescue his spark and we're taking it back to Cybertron. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember that when it when it happens and you see the new guy and it's like, well, it could, it could at that point, so many people share molds. It could be just like Inferno's brother, you know, like six shot. And shock well, he's got a different head. He's got a different head, what? so like he doesn't look exactly <laughs> like Inferno, does he? No, it could have been someone coming for revenge. For all I know, but yeah, they. Oh, the less the less said about Six Shot being Scorponox, sorry, um, Shock Blast <laughs> brother, the better. To be honest, <laughs> why? How does that? Did, did, how did, does that? Didn't need to do that. <laughs> what is the connection there? Like, why? Why do you think they did that? <laughs> Well, I mean, I know that they did it because they wanted to sell a repaint of Shot Blast, but why they couldn't have done something different, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I suppose they just needed him in the show and that was the way they were going to do it because they don't, they killed him, which was quite in, in quite an interesting way, actually, because he... So he spends most of his time trying to fool Megatron into giving up Unicron to him mm. and he fails mm. every time. So he mm. just resorts to going... Look over there, it's Concord. <laughs> and Megatron goes, what? And then he gets in the, in the throne. Yeah. And then he, then he tries to take over Unicron. Unicron immediately consumes his body, takes him over. And then Optimus, well, a Mega Convoy or whatever you want to call it, the combination of Omega Supreme and, uh, and Convoy, mm. have a fight with him. Mm-hmm. Which, and Optimus tries to convince Slazer Wave to fight back against Unicron to the point at which... 
Eventually, Laser Wave does, and the moment he does it, <laughs> Unicron just smashes him like a bug. Just like in the 86 movie. <laughs> yeah, yes, true. So really, that's Optimus Prime's fault. That's on Optimus Prime, again. <laughs> I mean, of all the ways to die in this show, that is probably one of the cooler ones. To be punched yeah. by Unicron. <laughs> yeah, but then... I mean, Megatron gets kind of taken over by Unicron as well, doesn't he, really? so Yeah, but it feels more like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing in the dub. Like, he, his eyes just change colour, and he's like, you know, Galv- Galvatron, um, I mean, no, Unicron, you... But sometimes the wrong... Use the wrong voices as well. Like the wrong... Sometimes the wrong character's talking when he's in <laughs> Unicron mode. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, that, it gets weird towards the end where they just get bigger and have like a really weird texture on their their character. Oh, that's weird! To, it looks like they're <laughs> it looks like they're covered in sweet wrappers. Yeah, yeah. It's just, oh, I I mean, obviously, it's to give the impression that they're bigger, but mm. does it? <laughs> it just looks crap. <laughs> Just looks bad. And then their their final super mode after that is hand drawn and looks amazing. It's 2D animation, yeah. <laughs> it's so um, I, they just shed all those sweet wrappers <laughs> and they have a fantastic hand drawn fight. I mean it's it's like the the most over the top Japanese showdown ever. It's so I I mean I do it I do enjoy that. You mean since the last one? I mean because it's such a weird parallel. Because the the final showdown in Armada was so serious and visceral, like they were That's ripping I mean. parts off each other, and then it just—I'm just going to introduce myself every time I get bigger. <laughs> yeah, this is the new version of me. <laughs> I'm the I'm the supreme leader of the Autobots. This one, this one's called Super Duper 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 Galvatron. <laughs> Anything more you want to say about the show before we move on? Okay, what do you what did you think of the introduction of RC and being the leader of the Omicrons? Um, meh. <laughs> this was RC's return since G one. This was wasn't this a big moment at the time? No, no one cared. <laughs> Not for me, it wasn't. No, she's called Ariel in um Superlink, but uh, no. I mean, she's all right, but she doesn't do much. Yeah, she doesn't really. Uh. They they make a big deal out of it, and then she does fuck, does fuck all for ages. Like she's just there, and she just kind of hangs around with the humans because she's the same kind of size. Hmm. And sometimes Kicker rides her. Uh, one point, Misha rides her in one of the, one of my favorite episodes. No, the one the the one where they all have a have a race. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a race episode. <laughs> On Circuit Planet, which is just roads. <laughs> it's a planet that's just roads. Let's have a race, guys. It'll be fun. <laughs> well, it, it, the the name of the episode in um in Japanese is Robust Special Training, where I think okay. it's called Crash Course in um English. But oh. um even though it's a silly throwaway episode, it does kind of um develop Robuster's character a bit and his his partnership with Kicker. So it's not too bad. See, my favourite episode is the other random throwaway episode that happens later, 
um, which is the oh, one with it. I knew it would. I, I knew I can... it would be. I mean, as soon as you started saying that, <laughs> in... <laughs> is it the one that's like well, a computer was... game? Yes. How did you know? Yeah, the one that's like Street Fighter. <laughs> For no reason, it's just so random. Like, and it's like so. Close it's right to the towards end. the end of the series as well. <laughs> it's really late on. Yeah, it's like I remember watching it as a kid. I'm like. Oh, this is a big tone shift from the last episode. What, yeah. What's uh <laughs> And even while watching it now, like I, I still don't understand what's happening in the context of the show because it opens up with Galvatron telling his his troops, you have to watch this and hope you learn something from it. And then at the end of the show it ends with Kicker watching a screen with the Autobots are clearly lying down plugged into something. And he's like, you guys... Isn't it some kind games. of virtual reality game or something? It, but were they both playing it at the same time? Like, was both Optimus and Galvatron like, do you want to play that game we haven't played in years, you know? You know? I, d- I don't know. <laughs> um, it's, it's a very odd one. We did some digging around on this one. The reason it makes so little sense in the context of the show is it was never meant to be an in-continuity episode. In Japan, it was broadcast as a special with no episode number, at a different time and on a different day to the regular show, to commemorate the 500th Transformers episode ever. Whereas, the dub chose to incorporate it into the regular show. Baffling that they dubbed this, and not, say, the one we spoke about earlier. It was full of jokes specific to the Japanese version of the show, and completely incongruous with the rest of the show. I really love the combiner's transformation sequence in that, because it's all 2D. And it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I love that Demolisher and Snowcat decide to like, what if we power leak? What would that what would that be like? And they actually do it and it's it's just so random, it's so wacky. It's very Japanese. <laughs> no, it's quite good in that way, yeah. I mean at least it's um different from the usual baddie stealing energon, goodies stopping yeah. them. Yeah. Which is like every other episode. <laughs> Cause I think at that point they're like what is it? Megatron has weaponized Energon gas. Yeah. And he's just like, no one can be in this thing. And, it, mm. you know, kept turning the tide of battles and stuff. And it's kind of got a bit repetitive towards that bit. You know, it was nice to yeah. break it up with it. No, no, that, that, that's an alright, that's an alright choice, I would say. I think the other one I really like is that the Inferno episode that I mentioned. I like that because it feels mm. like Inferno actually has some character. Has a character and he does something important. Whereas most of the time, nothing, no one has any character. No one ha- does anything important. Like, none of the Autobots ever do anything like, of worth. They just sit there waiting for things to happen. Well, it's kind of the thing about um, the show, which I can't, I mean, I don't think it does it well. But it's something they're definitely trying to get across. This whole authority thing of like, maybe your leader's not always making the right decisions. And there's definitely times where Prime is really not making the right decision and they question it. And I think there's one episode where like, Ironhide wants to go help him or something and he walks up to him and punches him in the face. And he's like, I told, I gave you your orders. Get back in line. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. And then... Less than a minute later, they disobey his orders, help him, and it's fine. Yeah, like it's just no consequences. 
But it's that, it's that, it's a constant thing, like the, because there's, there's that episode when Starscream's introduced and he's trying to, like, kill Prime. And mm. Prime is just winningly walking around with nobody and they're, they're all trying to, like, help him or whatever. And he's just like, look, get back to your posts. You know, we've got to mm-hmm. look after the Energon. I've been at this game a long time. I don't need a babysitter. Optimus Prime does nothing the entire... I mean, apart from just get told what to do Mm. by an insane scientist, he doesn't really do much. Like, everything he does is like, oh, I have to stop this because it's my job. And I'll fail most Mm. times. Um, Like, when Mm. when when he tries to push Unicron away from Blizzard Planet and... He's still pushing him when half of Blizzard Planet is destroyed. He's still pushing him. It's like, it's over, Prime. That planet's fucked. I could do it. It's, and then, and then, a bit more time. And then Unicorn just opens his chest up and blows the rest of smithereens. <laughs> and all the time it's like, oh, I'm going to try. And it's like, well, you're failing. Constantly. Well, that's what they do at the end, isn't it? They, they try to like really cement it. It's like, we all power linked together, guys. Mm. Autobots Teamwork. joined his... Yeah, that type of... We did it. You know? We did it together. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> did you? Or did Optimus just get massive? <laughs> Probably the, the latter. Because he, he only can do... Well, yeah, he only does it when he joins with Omega Supreme and he has this mega... Super duper bigger form, but that's because and Primus lends then, him his power. Yeah, and yeah. they they fight in the cloud for the first time, right? And they all yeah, all of a sudden, a for some reason, there's a big cloud in space. We don't know why. <laughs> Is it just so they only have to animate them from the waist up? Probably. <laughs> and it's a really badly animated fight, like because it's all CGI. It's, it's so weird. Mm. It's, <laughs> Yeah, so favourite character? You said what your favourite episode is, or or do you have a least favourite episode? Uh... No, me neither. No, they're all boring. Yep, you're right. Yeah. They're all quite bland. It would probably be an episode from the beginning. Like it, I didn't like some of the bits with Kicker at the start, and eventually, you know, it, he kind of like balances out. Maybe maybe the whole thing with, like, Six Shot and stuff like that. Some of those weren't very good episodes. Yeah, he's a bit of a dummy, he's just isn't he? He's his way. Mm. <laughs> and then he gets stepped on by Galvatron in the end. Like, uh, yeah, maybe some of that. It's a shame, really, because I quite... At first, I quite liked the character of Shot Blast. Mm. But then, as it went on, it just became more and more clear that he couldn't get anything done. And, mm. and then he just get ki- gets killed. That's mm-hmm. it. So it's yeah, a bit of a waste opportunity. So uh, as far as characters, I don't have a I don't have a least favorite episode because there's just so many boring ones that mm. um, I, any any of the episodes that are boring are not good, <laughs> and there's a lot of them. But a uh, favorite character? Do you have a favorite character? Uh, I did. I did like um, the thing they did with Wing Saber and Wing Dagger. I don't know if I. I mean, I liked the whole kind of. I guess kind of callback to Orion Pax and him getting rebuilt type of thing into some sort of soldier who died defending his dead friend type of thing. 
Yeah, I suppose you could see it that way. Yeah, I suppose you could kind of draw that comparison. I I like that, but he didn't do anything really. He just no. became Prime's combiner pants and arms. Mm. Um, <laughs> from pretty much after he was introduced, that's all you saw him as. Yeah, he <laughs> just he just follow. He's just he's just he's just Doctor Prime's shadow. He just follows him around yeah, follow him. <laughs> and turns into bits attached to him. Like he doesn't do anything on his own. Except to chain up shot glass once. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I think it probably would have to be like a, a Decepticon. I think I like uh, Megatron in this. He's not as competent as he was in Armada, but I like his uh, his his new abilities, his new things he can do. Like in the grand schemes of a of a kids show, I do like the way he just manipulated people. And if he couldn't, I'll just brainwash you instead, yeah, and torture you to the point of like, I'll I'll make a tr- a metal robot out look like he's been beaten up because he does it to Scorponot a lot. He just he gets all puffed up, like yeah, that's weird from all the punching and stuff. Like, <laughs> okay, it looks really uh... weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I suppose he's all right. He does again though. He just sits around a lot of the time. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's fine. I think. Inferno is probably my favourite character, like for, for the reasons I already mentioned. Mm-hmm. I like Laser Wave, but again, he ends up being a bit underused. Alpha Quintesson's interesting because he's kind of a bit of an enigma, and it's not he, they really, they're kind of an mm-hmm. enigma. I, I don't think in Energon, when you hear their real voice, their true voice. Is it like a child? No. It is in Superlink. So it's basically like a scared child. Or there, a, a, scared, a, scared, a, a scared child. Probably makes more sense hmm. in the way it, yes. it plans and it makes... Yes. I suppose the Monisher would be my other character of choice. Really? Until they didn't do anything with him. But at the beginning bit, it was interesting. Yes, until he gets reformatted. Yeah. He's sort of interesting. Before that. Do you want to talk briefly about the theme tune? It's one of the laziest redone versions of the Transformers theme tune. It's just it's... very basic. I mean, I, to be fair, I don't mind. I don't mind it as like a for the transformations or like a, a pump up. And it could be worse. Could be Cybertron. <laughs> it's Cybertron. I don't. I don't. I don't mind it as as for that. But for the intro, it is a bit. Um, a bit much because we are going to hear that theme song a lot in the show. Like it does get used yeah. a lot. Thankfully, you don't hear it in Superlink because it has a different theme theme tune. And it doesn't use that at all ever. But they do use the Superlink song. They do at some points in. Energon. They use it during the fu- the fight between Galvatron, not Galvatron, the, well, Galvatron slash Unicron and um, and Omega. Yeah, they, they use it a couple of times. It's like, but without um, the lyrics. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the theme tune's, Japanese theme tune's quite good, and it, the intro is better. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has some hand drawn stuff in there that's specifically for the intro. It tries to set up the body relationship between Kicker and Roadbuster, um, and Kicker's romance with Misha. Not that he really has a romance with Misha. Is she. Is, did you notice that as well? I mean, I guess she. Sometimes she's called Misha, sometimes she's called Mika. That's just a bad dog. Sometimes they give her a (laughs) whip. 
constantly changing her name. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, isn't there two characters in the dub that, that they constantly get the names around the wrong way? Isn't it um, Cliff Jumper and uh, um, Downshift? Downshift. Who are called Wheeljack? Who's called Wheeljack in the Japanese version? Which makes sense because it looks yeah. like <laughs> But they get their names around the wrong way, don't they? And the other one, um, Cliff Jumper, who I can't remember the name of. Is it Override or Overdrive? Something like that. He has a weird vocal tick where he always goes, Check it out! In the Japanese one. Oh. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> Before we get onto the toy line, let's just talk briefly about the other media, like the Dreamwave comic. Did you read that? I did. Um, at the time, when I looked back at the issues I've got, um, I like the comic a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's more grown up, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, no, I like the comic book. Um, it's all set up for the series. How, first of all, they still have their Armada looks. Mm-hmm. And they get reformatted after battling the four horsemen who are the four transmetal beast wars characters yep <laughs> and kind of just get prime gets proper beaten up fighting those guys and then primus is like don't worry guys i'll help you fight back and give some new bodies yeah I don't know, it's just, a lot of the stuff that that's in that i feel would have helped this show a lot yeah. more. Just that starting point, the bit to leap off from just run with their long series, it would have helped. Yeah, well but sadly Simon Furman was not writing the T V show, he was writing the comic. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that didn't happen. But yeah, it's written by Simon Furman with art by some people who went on to do lots of stuff with IDW like Guido Giddy and uh Jamie James Ray's and uh Alex Milne and um oh Marcelo Marcelo Mattia, I think his name is, who did a lot of the box art at the time. Okay. But yeah, and it was like a continuation of Armada. It looks really it was really good. I mean it I even liked how they didn't have the Terracons as armies, they were just just guys, mm. just the four different uh, type of creatures, and it kind of made them more intimidating. They're characters. They actually spoke, and yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot more intimidating. It was very. Hmm. I like a lot of the artwork. It was very much from the perspective of the humans, and they just look massive. And it was really yeah, yeah. There's a lot more human stuff in it. Like that, you know, they they have the Armada kids playing bigger roles, mm-hmm. and Kicker as well. And yeah, there's and there's a lot more interaction between the Transformers and, like, the governments of the world and so on. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it ended after 12 issues because um, mm. Dreamwave shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Simon Furman released details of what issues 31 to 36 would have in it because there was going to be... Because basically they did, like, 19 issues... Well, it's like 18 issues of Armada, and then they were going to do another 18 issues of Energon, but they only managed 12. And then, obviously, they would then move on to Cybertron. But, obviously, mm. Dreamwave went into bankruptcy, 
and died. So it all ended. <laughs> but according... Be really, that would have... Go on. Oh, no. I was going to say, I, I, it would be really interesting because the, con- the connections they made from Armada to Energon made so much sense. I wonder what they would have done for the connection between Energon and Cybertron. Yeah. To link those two together better. <laughs> well, we'll get onto that when we do Cybertron. Because <laughs> Takara did not intend Cybertron to be connected to Energon in any way. Uh, anyway. You can tell. <laughs> so I found something quite interesting online the other day. Mm-hmm. According to TF Wiki, on the TF Wiki page about the Transformers Energon Dreamwave comic, I quote, mm-hmm. in a 2023 podcast interview, Furman said the early end of Energon was one of the biggest regrets about Dreamwave because nobody was as focused on Energon as they were on the G1 titles. He and Milne were left alone. We just had a blast running with everything. And and what podcast was that? Uh, I don't know. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's our podcast, you idiots. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't know why I bother. (laughs) Yes, it was episode 25 of Arg My Optics. Let's jog yours and Dave's memory and run a clip, shall we? We were running myself and Alex Milne on Energon with a real energy and freedom because it was Energon. Nobody really, again, was focusing on it like they were the G1 stuff. So we were just having a blast taking that show and turning it into a a pretty sort of, again, gods and monsters style epic Mm -hmm. storyline with, you know, Unicron, Alpha Quintesson. You know, we were just really enjoying that comic. And you could see Alex's art coming on leaps and bounds, issue by issue. So, again, just the, the shame that we got to issue 30 and never got to the end of Energon, which would have then, if everything had continued on, transitioned into Transformers Cybertron comic. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's a disappointing thing in as much as I hate leaving things unfinished. I hate that people don't get the end of stories. Mm. And occasionally I've bought script packs to conventions of the scripts that were never published for that. So, you know, that's the biggest regret of Dreamwave. Wow. We're on TF Wiki. Yes, that's right. <laughs> We've hit it. We're, we're on TF Wiki. I was expecting you to know what that was. <laughs> I thought Jesus. you were talking about... As... Do you listen to our podcast? I thought you listened at the time. I know you weren't there. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, we've been deemed worthy of a credit on TF Wiki, which is nice. Wow. Uh, sadly, um, they do misspell Arg My Optics with one too many A's. <laughs> Just in case you're listening, guys, maybe edit that. Maybe fix that. So before we move on to toys, let's finish with the fiction, sort of. Are you aware of Transformers Supercross? No. Well, you see, it's a good job I do my research, isn't it? <laughs> so Transformers Supercross, it was what Energon was originally going to be. 
Okay. But this was the abandoned concept for the Armada sequel. It was set three to four years after the events of Armada. Mm-hmm. Unicron is searching for all sparks, the purest, most powerful sparks, by kidnapping Transformers from across space and time and forcing them to fight inside his body. Long-term exposure to Unicron's essence caused his captives to mutate, so changing them probably so they could do different toys. Mm. The Autobots and Decepticons got new bodies and are able to combine. The Minicons evolve into Omnicons and Terracons. I'm not sure if the Terracons were there, but they're definitely Omnicons. And Megatron wants to harness Unicron's spark, which he does do, and he he mutates into something monstrous, apparently. And there'll be reunion with the Earth Kids as well. They're in it. And uh, both sides use AllSpark knowledge to summon allies from across the multiverse, which would have included Grimlock, Soundwave, Cheetah, Rattrap, and Teen Bullet Train. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you'd never heard of this. But yes, this was abandoned. But this was the original concept. Aaron Archer said um, that it was ditched due to the overly complicated plot. Oh. <laughs> and problems with trademarking some of the names okay. as well. Yeah, that makes like sense. Like Supercross, because that's a motorsport. Mm. So <laughs> it'd be difficult trademarking <laughs> Supercross. A lot of this stuff, a lot of this kind of idea was used later in the Transformers Universe line, because the, the blurbs on the back mm. of the um, the toys were all about how Unicron was abducting Transformers from across space and time and like using them to have a battle with, you know, like, like for, you know, like he'd take people and make them baddies and, you know, the, the universe comic kind of picks up on this kind of stuff. So there you, you were not aware of this, see? So there you go. No, that's news to me. I, sounds like a cool concept, though, you know, on paper. Mm. Um, but yeah, would have been interesting. Especially bringing back Team Bullet Train, that would have been cool. Yeah. Well, that's what you want to see happen in Legacy, isn't it? Which, again, in a way, Legacy, the Legacy line's kind of like Supercross. Yeah. Bringing back characters from across different periods. Just without the show to back it up with something to tie it all together. My artist! All right, well, without further ado, let's talk about the toys. Woohoo! So, what was your experience with the toys? Um, Like, sim- not too dissimilar from... Armada, I remember going into Woolworths, Argos, those type of places, and picking up the Luxes and begging my parents for some extra money for the bigger guys, like Optimus Prime. I don't think I ever got Megatron. I got the, like, that weird two-pack with, like, a Deluxe Prime and, like, an ultra-sized Megatron. It was quite nice, like, uh, mm-hmm. having Prime be able to combine with the other Deluxes. Yeah. Yeah, I had quite a few of them. Although I think over time, unlike my Armada toys, I felt they some of them were very they didn't hold up child's play as it were, bits fall off and mm. translucent plastic didn't hold up as long as it could have. I mean, I was an adult, so I didn't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought the toys were vastly superior to um, Armada. Uh, I'm... In terms of like articulation, the way they looked, the fact that the gimmicks, more so with the Decepticons than the Autobots, but the fact that the gimmicks didn't really interfere with the look of the the toy as much as it did in Armada. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I can agree with that. I mean, they, a lot of them were quite um, well articulated and even their weird extra joints they had to become legs or arms kind of helped them do cooler things. Mm. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was a very good toy line and I had quite a few of the Autobots. I didn't have... I didn't hardly have any of the Decepticons. I think I had Tidal Wave, but not Mirage. Because even the Armada reissue people got new decos and I think I had some of them but not yeah their reformed counterparts well I mean I I was the other way I had far more Decepticons than I had Autobots because I thought the Decepticons were better looking toys better because they didn't have that combining gimmick Mm. they weren't they weren't hampered by it (laughs) you know what I mean like they didn't have to kind of turn into a pair of legs or a pair of or a body that fits on top of it they had um, the Decepticons had well, they look better because they use translucent plastics in a different way than the Autobots did. The Autobots normally had translucent plastic for their guns and weapons and whatever, mm. but for the Decepticons, it was like part of Starscream's wing or Megatron's gun turrets, or like it was just integrated into them a lot better and it made them look cooler. Yeah, they did. They had they had translucent parts, which yeah, you're right. The Autobots didn't have as much of, if at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. I was like, as I mentioned before, neck deep in the online community, and um, I picked up some of the Superlink stuff quite early on, and then that became what I wanted. So I would just buy the Japanese versions, which were a little bit better, and they weren't that much more expensive, really, because the trouble with, and it still is a case now, really, the price of a basic in America mm-hmm. was nine ninety nine, nine dollars ninety nine, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Maybe it was seven ninety nine. Whatever. Hasbro's conversion rate to pounds was one to one. <laughs> so if you were buying a a basic here, you were paying seven pounds or ten pounds or whatever it was, and they were paying in dollars. And and at the time this happened, dollars were worth fifty p. One dollar was worth fifty p. Oh wow! So they're getting it for half price yeah, yeah. essentially <laughs> what we were paying. So if you ordered them from Japan, they weren't that much more expensive. Mm. So you may as well, because they had better decos. I liked the box art better. Mm. I liked the fact that the box has, boxes didn't have windows. <laughs> For the bigger ones, anyway. Like the, Obviously, the ones that were on cards had windows, but the big boxes yeah. didn't have windows, generally. Some of them did later on, but not, not all of them did. I mean, I used to order from Action HQ, which was like based in London, which was a kind of like precursor to places like Kapow and In Demand, that kind of thing. And then I had my friend, Ellis Models, who was in a, had a shop in an indoor market in Sutton in Ashfield. I used to drive down there and get stuff off him. I did that all the way through to Cybertron as well. I got all the Terracom variants, like all the crazy Japanese ones. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about the Omnicons or the Combiners. I didn't get any of them because I thought they looked shit. <laughs> I mean, I got one or two. I got RC, and I think I had strong arm. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't really get lots of Omnicons, and I didn't like the combiners at all. I thought they looked lame. Uh, I I I thought the um, the combiners looked. I mean, I I liked the superior one the most, but I could never I could never complete a team. Really, I had just had bits and bobs of all of them. I never could have. I never found all the pieces to complete one. Yeah, I remember them being in the shops, and I probably could have done. But and I'd, I'm sure I had one or two, but 
I didn't have them for very long. I think I got them and thought, ah, I'm not bothered about these and sold them. I really loved Scorponok or Megazarak, which is the one I had. Laser Wave, I thought he was great. And Starscream or Nightscream. Mm-hmm. They were great. I had the Microman Kicker, who was much nicer than the Hasbro G.I. Joe body one. Right. Although he was very, very fragile. Because he's made out of really kind of hard plastic mm. that broke easily. Yeah. I mean, I, luckily mine didn't break, but it, I could tell it could, you know. The belt kept popping off because it just kind of clipped on. Oh. You could take some of the armor off. It was interchangeable with other Microman figures. Oh, right. I had Grand Convoy, who was very silly, <laughs> with his stupid big fat body and his his very Megazordy kind of um, look. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a pretty fun toy. Uh, lots of different combinations you could do with him. He had a good kind of play pattern. And if you got a uh, Wing Saber, which I did, or a Mega Supreme, which I also got, mm-hmm. you could combine him with them. Mm-hmm. It was nice. And I liked all the kind of greebly technology detailing and like transparent parts that were on them because that's kind of new and interesting. I mean, it, everything does it now, but like at the time, it was new and interesting. It was they were much more detailed looking toys than the Armada ones. Uh yes, yeah they were, and it, it definitely, like you're saying about maybe the gimmicks in Armada was a bit more of a hindrance to the toy. Here it felt like because the play pattern was so varied, he didn't if you didn't like pants or bots, you could just focus on the Decepticons, or you could focus on the Combiners. You know, there was different things for you to dip your toes in if you weren't a fan of it because yeah. you couldn't avoid it in Armada because everyone did it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I... I mean, I did combine the Autobots, but I'd do it just out of interest <laughs> and then I'd not do it again because they look crap. Especially um, Prowl. Oh, yeah. yeah. He makes the... He, he made the worst pair of legs. I already... Just skinny, long, as a, lanky weirdness. That's another reason why I like that episode with the... In the arena or whatever, because they, him and Downshift combine together and they both become the head. And they're just like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> You're meant to be the pants. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good line. I mean, did you have any favourites? Um, I really liked to make it Supreme. Uh, yeah, he was cool. You know, at that time, a very big robot. Um, and obviously, I liked mm. what you could do with Optimus, but even just him on his own. Without the Optimus bit, I thought it was really cool. Um, I really liked Shockwave as well. I liked his tank slash satellite mode that he had. Mm-hmm. And Landmine, I thought, was a really cool, had a really cool vehicle mode. Yeah, I never had Landmine, but he was interesting. I thought he was quite decent. I like, I liked his battleized brute mode, whatever gimmick, but mm. he just he just looked cool, like on his own. Like, out of context of Transformers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think my, my favourites were probably Mega Zarak, a Shot Blast or Laser Wave. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the the Terracons. I thought they were all very cool. They were all a lot of fun. And the, the fact that the ja- that Japan went mad on <laughs> different redecos of them was fun. So you could get a proper army together mm-hmm. of different looking ones. <laughs> so in, you weren't, I mean, you were you were army building, but at least they were different, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Between the two lines, I think there were like two versions of Ravage, two versions of Dive Bomb or or whatever Mm -hmm. he's called, two versions of Insecticon, three versions of 
cruel lock, doom lock, whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was there's plenty. You know, you could get quite a lot of them, which is fun. Also, do you remember the G1 MicroMasters that were released under Energon branding? Uh, I mean, I I uh, I had the this, the Devastator one and the Defensor one. Uh, They're the only two they did. Oh, I thought they, there's no more. They're like a no. Are they not under that banner? No, they were on the Cybertron. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember them being on the shelf, but I just never got those teams. Yeah, I had them. Pretty good. It was one of the best Transformers bargains I ever got because they were in Tesco and they'd mispriced them. Oh. And they were like less than a quid each. <laughs> oh, wow. So I just picked up all six <laughs> and went to the till and they're like, they started scanning. I'm like, no, it says on the it says on the um, on the shelf these are seventy five p or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then they gave them to me for that price. Wow, so like, bargain. Because <laughs> I think they were meant to be like two pound ninety nine or something, something like that. Yeah, I, I think they were like three pounds at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that right. but yeah I, I enjoyed the line. It had a lot of good stuff in it. And I had quite a lot of it. I did get the massive. Because I had the Japanese Galvatron, which is smaller, because mm-hmm. the Japanese line didn't release the massive Galvatron. Oh. Because the small one is more is more in scale, if you know what I mean. Like, right, the, yeah, it's, yeah, It's more like the right size for the show. Yeah. I mean, okay, he gets massive at one point in the show, <laughs> but generally he's small. Mega kind of size, isn't mm-hmm. he? Like super, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call that. Not leader class, but the one below. Or maybe the one below that. But anyway, um, I had him, but I did get the giant, the giant purple one for a while, like from the Energon line, because he did get massive when he was purple. <laughs> I did like Megatron's design, actually. I mean, it's very G1 Galvatron influenced, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was weird that he had that tank. It was kind of like the Armada tank, <laughs> like the you know what I mean. Um, but he just had it on his arm, and then in jet mode, he could sit on it could sit on the jet. But it's like, why is it even there? What's the point of it exactly? He wanted a different sword. You could plug the sword into it, couldn't you? Because he wanted some a different type of sword because everyone else was using his other sword. Which oh, but that's <laughs> no, but that's within the TV show. <laughs> but I mean, why why did they even design the toy? Oh, that way? Uh, because they didn't do it with anyone else, like. No one else had like a mini version of their former self kicking about. And it was a thing, like it was just like a staple for all of his toys because even his McDonald's toy came, they all came with like a thing to activate a light in them because mm. they had like a cube of energy on inside them. And his one was his tank. Like. Yeah. And I had Unicron. I, had, I actually liked the deco on Unicron more than the G1-like deco. Really? The... Yeah, because it's all black and green, isn't he? Black and green, like neon green. I thought he looked more menacing and kind of crazy. Yeah, they've got the, uh, like, oh, I don't know what you would call it, like, Energon-infused veins running through him, and it does, yeah, it does look pretty cool, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I think I kept that one longer than I kept the Armada one. Mm. But yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good toy line. Um, I liked it. It's a shame. Well, I mean, let's, let's talk about the legacy, as it were, or the, the effect, what the success it had and what this impact on the franchise was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't really a success, was it? As far as I understand it, no. Like, it wasn't, it didn't do as well as Amada did in the whole no. reboot, as it were. 
it kind of like the the toy sales wasn't as successful. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because I, 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 like I say, I like the toys more than Armada, but I just don't know. They just obviously didn't catch people's attention as much as Armada did, and the show was terrible, <laughs> so that didn't help. I mean, I guess it also didn't help that wasn't Transformers Universe also had like a toy line at this time, right? Wasn't there was like loads of, yeah. of repaints out of Armada toys on shelf at the same time as this, and I could understand as a kid. Oh yeah, there was. There was loads of choice. Like you had that, you had um, alternators was in full swing. Yeah, like G one reissues. Like there was a lot of different choices. I can understand why you would want to if you were already buying Armada toys to kind of keep buying toys like that instead of this whole other thing where the minicons are not even mm. relevant anymore. So I can in some way that might have affected the sales at the time. Yeah. Did they even have minicon ports on them? I don't know if they did, did they? I think... You don't know either. <laughs> well, well, apart from... I was going to say, does um, I was gonna say does Omega Supreme, but I don't think he does. I don't know if he does. He has a minicon for a head, sort of. Yeah. But I don't know if he has ports on him. Obviously, Unicron does because he's an Armada toy. And... Same goes for any other kind of Armada repaint, like uh, um, Tidal Wave or whatever. But but yeah, I don't think the toys did, did they? So they weren't really backwards compatible with Minicons. I might be wrong. Orion is spectacularly wrong. Virtually all of the new moulds had Minicon ports on them. None of them activated gimmicks, but you could trick out your Energon toys with Minicon weapons and so on, as you pleased. Does Megatron's hand tank have a port on it? There's only one other one I can think of. Yeah, it might have. It might have. Yes, I think it did. Because there were some Minicons in the line. There was hmm. the Star Saber. I mean, uh, Prime's design doesn't um, didn't really go down very well with people. He got that nickname, didn't he? Um, from it. Fatimus Prime. Fatimus Prime. Well, he was very bulbous. <laughs> he was. Yeah, it wasn't the best-looking Prime we'd seen. It was probably the worst-looking Prime we'd seen for a while, to be honest. Even though I was never a massive fan of the Armada design, especially not the Super Mode, at least he looked more heroic. Mm. Unless you had him in, you know, Big Mode, Super Mode. (laughs) And even the Super Mode looked weird. It's like, since when has Optimus Prime had different coloured limbs? It was just strange. And it didn't make any sense in the context of the show either. Not really. Like, it was just like, oh, I do this. Why? Uh, I just do. I mean, even... It- I just have a little helicopter, a little submarine, <laughs> uh, and they make my limbs for some reason. I mean, it did look better when he was attached with Wing Saber. Just yeah, like, because it was more... Um, cohesive, colour-wise. But yeah, it does feel very Megazord. Megazord. Yeah, it wasn't a success. Cybertron, which followed, kind of returned to the unifying one gimmick idea instead of like having various ones. Possi- maybe people found the Energon gimmicks confusing or too varied and weird. They went to Cyberkeys, which I would argue is the lamest of them because it's just a little plastic disc that you push in a hole. Well, well, you may as well have a button. I mean... You telling me that you never got a cyber key and punched in that code on the back and went to the Transformers website to find out all about that character? 
No, because I bought the Japanese ones, which didn't have a code on the back. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> no, I mean, I tell a lie. I did it. I must have done it at least once. <laughs> but it was rubbish. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to we'll get to that when we do Cybertron, though. Um, I, I it's probably it probably does come down to that because I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. there was so much of the line to get, and there was some like like I was saying about the combiners, like a crucial thing of getting all of them. It was difficult. Like I mean, I was, I wasn't using the internet to mm. pinpoint where stuff was going to be. I could just stumble into a shop and just find mostly deluxes, and that's what I got. Yeah, but I do remember the universe, the universe stuff. Like there was a lot of that. Mm. Yeah, maybe it was just too much going on in the line. Poor distribution. Poor distribution as well. <laughs> Which is you know an age old Hasbro <laughs> problem. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, maybe that's part of it. Maybe it was something to do with that. But yeah, I mean, despite having, I mean, again, so let's kind of talk about the legacy because that's despite having a pretty cool toy, toy line, mm-hmm. it's still been largely overlooked and forgotten by Hasbro ever since, really. Yeah. Uh, as it stands at this point, there is not being any indication that they're going to be putting it in legacy in any shape or form so far. It doesn't seem like it's a part of the history they're tapping into at the moment. Oh. The only recent thing that has touched on the that part of the franchise in a while has been the fan hobby stuff. Um, mm. With uh, their new Prime. Yeah, they're the only people doing it. Like Hasbro in the Legacy line, they've. And, and also and before the Legacy line, in. What was it? One of the War for Cybertron lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one. They've done. Armada and Cybertron characters. They've done mm-hmm. updates, in my opinion, down dates in some cases, <laughs> like Siege, uh, whatever. What is he called? Siege? No, what's he called? Galaxy Prime. Siege Galaxy Yeah, yeah, yeah. Galaxy Prime, which I think is, is, is inferior to the original toy. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> but yeah, they've done that, and they've just recently announced that they're doing Vector Prime. Have they? Yeah. Have you not seen this? Right, they're, they're doing Vector Prime. They're doing a. They're doing Armada, Galvatron, obviously a repaint mm-hmm. of Megatron. But yeah, as yet they have done nothing with Energon. Like you say, all there really is is the fan hobby stuff, and they've only just they've only just started. Mm. They've just done Prime. I don't. I think he's out. Yeah, he's out. And have they teased any more yet? I mean, no. I mean, well, I guess the logical step would be Wingsaber, but they haven't yet. No. I guess they want to, they've gone back to doing mm. Jetfire and Overload from Armada. So we're doing that first. Yeah, yeah, they are doing them. But, I mean, that's that makes sense as well. No, it's weird. It, it, honestly, it's strange that they are not touching it at all. Because as little as much as you might, they might think, oh, no one liked the TV show. I think there's a lot of love for the toy line. I hope so, anyway, because some of them were quite good. Uh, I don't know. It's, inter- it's interesting because it... It is like you're saying. It is the one that just gets left out of the trilogy when it when a opportunity to revisit it or do a redeco mm. or redo a character. Is this? What, yeah, maybe it did worse than we thought. Then <laughs> be like, well, no yeah. one likes this. One thing that does feel a little bit like it's the influence of Energon creeping in is modular weapons that combine in various ways to make weapons you know like they did with the um fossilizers and so on and 
you know, you could pull things apart and make. And you had, you've had transparent weapons coming re- with yeah. recent stuff. I was about haven't to say they? in Legacy, they've actually got energon weapons. Yeah. 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 yeah so I mean, there's that. <laughs> That's a little bit like maybe a little bit of energon coming, but it is really like few and far between, isn't it? They really don't. I think a shattered glass Megatron they did recently that has obviously in this. That's a uh, yeah. Shattered glass one is like it is is energon Megatron. More or less. That's true. I'd forgotten him. And you would think yeah. that would be an easy repaint, an easy generation select. This we're just going to do that deco because mm. we've already got basically got the mold. Yeah, no, that's true. They've got that. I suppose you've yes, and you've you've got you had um, New Age do a version oh, of that yeah. as well. New Age too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, that's shattered glass, not <laughs> Energon, but it's obviously influenced by Energon. But yeah, no, it's just weird because yeah, like. You think, especially the way that Hasbro have been going recently, that's another um, another strata of um, of Transformers that they can mine, you know, <laughs> and go right. Let's get in here. <laughs> Fuck coming up with new ideas. <laughs> let's do these again. So yeah, I mean, I suppose at the moment they're too busy with the movie, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's very odd that they're not they're not touching it. But I reckon it's only a matter of time. Yeah, when the anniversary rolls around, maybe. They'll keep going back to that nostalgia well <laughs> and pulling up buckets of old toys and going, well, oh, this one, we'll do this one then. One thing I did think while watching the TV show and doing doing research into the toy line is that this was probably the last time, yeah, last time that, that Transformers was doing something new. What do you mean? In what way? Like not rehashing old stuff. I mean, okay, Unicron's in it and there's, there's you know, obviously some parallels. But the storyline of Armada, Energon, Cybertron, it's different. It's not right. doing the same thing again. But everything since then, even animated to a certain extent, is drawing on... G1 or drawing on previous stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe maybe it's that maybe that's the reason. Maybe they thought that it because it didn't pay off in the way going back to the well of G1 does in the same sense. Like we took a swing. Mm. Well, I suppose Energon was doing that actually, wasn't it? Because it was they were bringing back G1 homages mm-hmm. like. This is probably the first time in ages they've done that. Like, you have Downshift, who looks ex- exactly like Wheeljack. Mm-hmm. You have um, the Combiners, mm-hmm. which are very much based on the G1 Combiners. Even... Uh, Megatron looks Megatron looks like G1 Galvatron. Like, even what? I was going to say, they're even made to be like the Scramble City. Like, they can be arms and legs and interchangeable mm. between all of them. Like, it's exactly the same type of play pattern. Yeah. They brought RC back. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bunch of characters that they kind of went, oh, let's just bring some back. Let's pepper in a bit of G1 here and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Now, the line didn't do very well, but it is. But that is pretty much what they've done ever since. They did it with. They did it with animated. They've done, and and of course, War for Cybertron and Legacy is just a big. <laughs> you know, let's do that again. Let's do it all again. <laughs> My Anything more you want to say about Energon? 
Uh, and there wasn't any computer games, were there? No, not that I, I, I remember. No, there was. Thank God we don't have to talk about them then. There, I mean, there was. I'm sure there was plenty of those like mini clip, one button pressing computer games, but not like PC mm. games. Uh, none that I remember from the time. Um, I was going to say, what do you think about like, you know, apart from all of the weird story going around Energon, what do you think of the things they implemented about Energon itself in the show? Because, I mean, it's some of the things, like I said, are touched upon in Beast Wars, but this feels like it kind of explains Energon a bit more and like what its effects on the Transformers and how they can do things with it sometimes. I mean, it's it's just an energy source, isn't it, really? Like, I don't know. I don't know if they really expand on it any more than they did in previous versions, do they, really? Well, I mean... I mean, apart from they can make weapons out of it, and that, like, they can't, well, I mean, yeah, like I said, like, some of the things I touched upon in Beast Wars, like, they can't touch the raw stuff, and it has to be refined for them mm. to use it. I don't know, I mean, it's, it, it's just, it, it, it remains just a power source, doesn't it? And it's just a, it, it's what they run on, it's their fuel. Mm. There's always a fuel crisis on in Transformers, <laughs> always. It's always about a lack of fuel and a lack of energy on. Like, constantly. And it's still the same in Energon. At least it's called Energon. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's it's just more so here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... I mean, I suppose, I suppose what they do is they kind of make it so that it's, like, the lifeblood of all planets. Like, it keeps them alive. Yeah. Which, I mean, when you start thinking about it that way in context of the show, it's like, why do you keep going back to Earth? Let's go anywhere else while the Autobots are not. And probably find some energy on there because there seems to be plenty of planets about. <laughs> well, they did go to other places. They 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 took all the energy on from Mars. They took all the energy on from the asteroid field. Yeah, but I mean, why go to the places where the Autobots are? Because they're obviously not. <laughs> well, because the, the Autobots just miraculously found some <laughs> on the day that um, that Alpha Q was looking for some. <laughs> oh, we found some. It's like, well, what were you doing down there? Yeah, it's like the Omnibus go, oh, we found Energon. Like, well, well, isn't that what your job is? Isn't that what you do? Yeah, it's not really... Yeah. Why is this suddenly... Now Now it's super important. <laughs> it doesn't really ever feel like they they run out of it either. Like they, I mean, in the way you would think no. energy would run and use that, you think turning on those towers would deplete the, the Energon. <laughs> yep. I oh, know, but they, those towers can do anything. <laughs> I mean, there's a bit where... Um, where Optimus Prime is inside um, Unicron and he gets attacked by Shock Blast and he loses all his limbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just kind of falling to pieces <laughs> for some reason. And it's like, can't you just transform into your smaller mode? Mm-hmm. No. It's... No, because he because there's not enough energy on. He's not got enough energy on. He needs more energy on. Wing Saber so, was coming. That's convenient. <laughs> he knew... Yeah, exactly. Wing Saber's <laughs> on his way. So, yeah. But no, I mean, I I don't know. I, I I guess it tries. This is the thing. I think the show tries to do something interesting. It tries to kind of make Energon a more interesting thing and tries to um, build a different world with, like, the idea that they're no longer at war and all mm. that kind of stuff. But then it quickly just goes right into go get the thing, bring back the thing. We're fighting over the thing. It, which is every Transformer show. Yes. I mean, I think 
looking at it on paper, it does introduce some interesting concepts and ways mm. that we've not seen Transformers really um, up to that point. And it's so drastically just thrown out the window and it's just, oh, well, that the hope's gone. You know, it was like it was going somewhere interesting. Yeah. But, oh, well. And it makes an interesting character out of the Quintazon, or Quintazons in a way, that you didn't really have before. They were just these kind of space bastards in um in G one. Oh maybe But here he's actually a sympathetic character. Like Alpha Q is is a sympathetic character. Like you do feel for mm-hmm. them. You do think, you know, you had your whole planet consumed and all you want is to bring it back and to reverse it. I mean, maybe that's you know how we were saying that there's not been any connection since um you know, in the mainline or whatever. Maybe Rise of the Beast will have some more because, like we're saying, there's it's just they're going to be going against the Terracons in this, and it very much seems like there's a lot of animal type beasts armies they're fighting, mm. especially scorpions. So, so maybe there'll be some in that. That's a good point because, I, as far as I understand it, the Terracons are minions of Unicron. Mm. So, yeah, that does link a little bit to the storyline of Energon, doesn't it? So Maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, maybe. We'll, you know. we'll see. <laughs> Are you going to see it, though? <laughs> so, no, I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> Why would I go and see it? Don't worry. Don't worry, listeners. We'll get him to do a live-action show one day. I mean, film one day. I mean, I've seen <laughs> some. I've seen Bumblebee, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Actually, my local... Transformers group are saying, oh, should we all go see the movie? And I've said, I will meet you afterwards. <laughs> Congratulations, you got through it. However many hours of us wanging on about arguably one of the worst Transformers show and least loved toy lines, you may need to reevaluate your priorities in life, <laughs> but we thank you for sticking with us regardless. What do you think of Transformers in the John? Is it a diamond in the rough or does it belong in the trash? Why don't you let us know on social media? Search for us on all of them. It should be easy enough to find. You can find me in particular on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Gear Orion and Orion underscore Gear, respectively. Virtual Dave, what are your virtual hangouts? Um, you can always find me on Instagram, virtualdave26, and also on Twitter, virtualdave26. Excellent. And do you want to say hello to one of your little MCM pals whilst you're here? Oh, yes. Um, bumped into a couple of uh, fellow newbies at TFN at MCM the other weekend. And yeah, it was nice to catch up with them and have a chat about the podcast and saying that they listen. So, hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for. It's nice to get some feedback. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad that you guys are still keeping that badge on your. On your bag as well. <laughs> yeah, it makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess I'll see you in 12 months' time to talk about the last instalment of the trilogy, Transformers Cybertron, <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, I'll be there. Can't wait for that. <laughs> oh. So, why have you talked me into this? <laughs> don't, don't forget that if you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by liking, subscribing, sharing, reviewing. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And please join us next time on... Artbiotics! Artbiotics!